Hi there. Welcome to episode 32 of the Waveback Music Podcast. Today's episode is our Halloween spooky special 2. Enjoy. Hello again. This is the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Vicki. And we are here to talk to you about some of the most interesting video game music there is. It's Halloween, or at least it will be, the day this episode is released. So Vicky and I have decided to keep tradition alive and do another Halloween spooky special. We've each picked five tracks that are excellent for getting you into the Halloween spirit. We'll talk about the specific composers and games as they come up, so let's waste no more time. Get right to business. Vicky, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. How are, are you? I am tired. <laughs> As we all are. <laughs> yeah. Since the last time we recorded, uh, I had a baby. Not me personally, uh, because I am male, but uh, my wife and I welcomed our very angry daughter into the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's it's been a while since Vicky and I have recorded. Uh, it, we did the Castlevania episode pretty far in advance. So uh, it's nice to nice to be here again. Nice to be doing doing this it's nice to have you back, Chris. Oh, it's nice to be back. Uh, <laughs> one one fun thing did happen whilst uh, I was away. I'm actually rebooting my mail program right now because it's closed for some reason. But we got we got some some fan mail. We, <gasps> we had somebody send us an email. I could cry. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's uh, from a gentleman named Jamie Hill, or Jaime Hill. I'm not going to go ahead and uh, assume that I know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> uh, I'm just just going to say. That, that, that uh, it looks like Jamie Hill to me. So that's what I'm going with. So uh, Jamie writes, I love the show. I've listened to SAG since maybe February, and it's great. Way too much cussing, like for real, but entertaining. I agree with you, Jamie. We are quite the potty mouths on the Stone Age Gamer podcast. I was just telling my wife that I wish IGN did a podcast, and most of my subscriptions are IGN, just on video game music, especially old music. And this podcast scratches that itch. I have only one request. Uh, I'm the type who would freaking love to lay down and just listen to this uninterrupted. So after your wonderful commentaries, which I enjoy, could you possibly add at the end of the show an uninterrupted stream of all the songs of each episode? Because I really want that. Thanks for your hard work, Chris and Vicky. I totally spelled that wrong, I'm sure. And he 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 spelled my name right. He spelled you V-I-C-K-I. But you know what? That was very close. It was very close, and we appreciate it. We appreciate your writing in. Uh, I did have a back and forth with Jamie, and... Uh, Unfortunately, I've I've been advised to not just post the music all by itself because we could get into some trouble for that. Um, so I am sorry that I can't do that for everybody, but uh, we will continue to do the podcast the way we're doing it now and be very thankful to anybody and everybody who writes in to tell us that they're listening because it warms our hearts. <laughs> it warms my heart. That's really nice. Thank you for writing literally anything to us it could be hello i'd be happy with that <laughs> well let's go from happy to horror because that's what we're here for to scare the pants off of everybody oh <sighs> anyway so halloween spooky special we each picked like i said we each picked five tracks so i'm gonna go first my first track is called lost ancient ruins from legend of zelda a link to the past for the super nintendo entertainment system i'm sure people have heard of this game before uh and its composer who is the legendary Koji Kondo, who is the guy who does the music to the Zelda games and the Mario games and 
is pretty much one of the most legendary composers in the history of the medium. So uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about Koji Kondo because we all know him. We all love him. Let's listen to some of his music. This is Lost Ancient Ruins from The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Zelda A Link to the Past by Koji Kondo. Uh, now, I'm pretty sure you've played this, right, Vicky? Yes, I have. This, uh, this has always been really haunting music, and I've, I've always loved it quite quite a bit. The The original dungeon theme in the original Legend of Zelda was really haunting, so when it came back around to A Link to the Past, because, you know, Zelda 2 was a pretty different experience, mm-hmm. man, when it came to A Link to the Past and you get to the first dungeon and this creepy music shows up it's 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 always just kind of made me feel it's it's a very desolate song always made me feel very uh ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah like right from the beginning it has like i i don't know what that would translate to maybe some kind of horn instrument it's a very haunting horn instrument <laughs> yeah i mean it's like i think it's supposed to start off as like some really low strings mm-hmm and then it goes into that, yeah, that, that kind of trumpet solo. It's very, very lonely sounding. Mm-hmm. It's a very lonely sounding song. Super spooky. Quite. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to track number two, which is, uh, why don't you why don't you tell us what track number two is, Vicky? <clears throat> okay, track number two is from the Shovel Knight original soundtrack. It's La Dance Macabre. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's say that. I think the R-E are uh, silent. <laughs> oh, yeah. It translates to Dance of the Dead. It plays... Oh, it's the um, 25th musical sheet you get, and it's found in the Lich Yard. It is also the song 
I mean, it's the theme song for the Lich Yard, which was one of the hardest levels in that game. Agreed. Oh, my God. Uh, I had to have my friend play for me because, like, I went to her friend's house. This is a little anecdote. I love anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my friend's like, have you played this? And I'm like, only, like, certain in parts. So he's like, all right, you're going to play the whole way through, and I'll only help you if it gets too tough. So I sat there that whole night, and I got to, I was doing great. I found secrets he never even found. And I got to this level, and I don't know, I think maybe it was the flashes of lightning, but, like, it was just too much for me. All, like, the jumping from platforms, and I just, I couldn't see, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to pass it off to you. And it was a different experience just watching it being played, because I'd never seen this level before I had played myself. Mm -hmm. And it was just really difficult and spooky <laughs> quite yes it was definitely spooky uh well i i will definitely say that i i love shovel knight beginning to end we're totally doing a shovel knight episode one of these days because yes! uh, the soundtrack is amazing and it is by a gentleman by the name of jake kaufman who actually did this track and the next track uh jake kaufman is a just remarkably talented uh video game composer he's been doing a lot of stuff recently i think he's even doing stuff on um Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is coming out uh, next, not next year, year after, I think. It's a, it's a ways off. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and listen to La Dance Macabre from Shovel Knight by Jake Kaufman.
You were just listening to La Dance Macabre from Shovel Knight by Jake Kaufman. And what a badass song that is. It is. That's, <laughs> that, that's like the, the different kind of a... Uh, remember when, like when we did the Castlevania soundtrack, you were kind of surprised to hear that it was all like upbeat and dancey. Like this is the kind of like awesome upbeat dancey but still spooky music yep. that uh, <laughs> retro games were, were really well known for back then. And Man, Jake Kaufman killed it with this soundtrack. Just killed it. I love this song. Actually, I don't know. It's like, this is one of my favorites. I have a lot of them. I do like the entire soundtrack of Shovel Knight. So it's... (laughs) I gotta go strike the earth. Like, the main theme is just so good in Shovel Knight. I love that song. (laughs) But yeah, this song was, like, not spooky. And I was, like, a little afraid. Because this is the first song that I really wanted on the spooky soundtrack. And I'm like, how... What kind of theme is this going to be? Is it going to be like spooky or like a spooky level or? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. This is a spooky yeah, level. It's, it's and, a spooky level. It yep. works. But the song was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I love like you know just just the way he plays with the cut time and uh, he's 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 awesome. He's <laughs> awesome. And speaking of awesome, let's continue the Jake Kaufman train by listening to our next track, which was my pick. We're going back and forth, by the way, in case it didn't make that clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so track three, my pick, Transylvania from DuckTales Remastered, uh, the cover done by Jake Kaufman. Now, last year I did the original DuckTales version of Transylvania, which is a phenomenal track. And I thought it would be really fun to just revisit this because uh, this DuckTales Remastered soundtrack is so good. And seriously, Kaufman had a crazy, crazy... Um, just just a crazy task set out in front of him to remake these legendary tracks because the original DuckTales soundtrack is revered, especially the moon theme. And I think he knocked it out of the park. Um, Jake Kaufman is known for, you know, obviously doing Shovel Knight and DuckTales Remastered, but he's also done the music for the Shantae series, Contra 4, done a lot of work with um, uh, Way Forward Technologies. They're just just really, really awesome. Really? (laughs) Shantae also? Yeah, man. I'm still Jake waiting on rules. that. <laughs> yeah, it'll come. It'll come. Uh, so um, let's listen to the very interesting and completely awesome remix of Transylvania from DuckTales Remastered, again by Jake Kaufman.
Transylvania theme from DuckTales Remastered, originally by Hiroshige Tonomura and covered here by Jake Kaufman. That song was awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Ha- have you not played this? No. Oh, my God. I know I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DuckTales Remastered is really good. The whole soundtrack is incredible. The game is incredible. It looks, plays just marvelous and and they got they 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 got it done with the original voice cast from ducktales cartoon before uh, scrooge mcduck passed away that's um, amazing and sad. oh yeah <laughs> I, I mean he was like 150 that's no everyone's <laughs> when, gonna live forever they, when they got him to come back to do the the voiceover it was like holy crap he's still alive <laughs> oh my God. seriously he was in his like mid 90s i think when he recorded it it was it was astonishing but the way that Kaufman approached the 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 soundtrack to DuckTales Remastered is re- really really interesting. Um, we'll just focus on this song because I definitely want to do an episode of DuckTales Remastered in the future. Um, what was interesting about this one is that he took it's almost like they took really twinges of the Munsters theme song with that kind of surf rock guitar oh, mm-hmm. uh, playing the 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 kind of talk back of the the primary theme, which was the original NES theme. Uh, just adding that really extra fun kind of like almost dancey beat to it, uh, whereas there wasn't a whole lot of beat to the original NES one. And then throwing in that surf rock guitar just made it intensely cool. Now, the parts of this where it kind of turns into dubstep, yeah. I don't particularly care for. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it just throws the whole thing off for me. But the parts of it that aren't that are so good that I completely overlook it. This is this might actually be one of my least favorite tracks in the game if that goes to tell you anything. Like <laughs> this soundtrack <laughs> is is so good. Uh Tonomora's original soundtrack for the NES game is absolute top notch and Coffin just just kills it. Uh and and this this stage is also a very very memorable stage. In Ducktales, you're in a you know you're in a haunted castle. You're going through mirrors, and there's a false wall, and it, it's it's just great. The the mummies in particular, like they even animate great on the NES game. There are these giant burly mummy ducks that are walking around, <laughs> Goodness. and they've got these balls ball and chain tied around their ankles. And if you walk up to the ball and chain when the mummy walks away and golf swing it with your your cane, the ball like shoots at the mummy and it spins him around and then he becomes unraveled and <laughs> it's great. It's, it's just great. Um, DuckTales remastered. So good. I should really replay that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to track number four. Uh, this is a, a song that I was not familiar with before because I've never really played through the silent Hill games before. Um, this is from silent Hill two. It's called promise reprise by Akira Yamaoka. Um, and this is a person who worked on the Rocket Knight Adventure series, the Gradius series, and the Silent Hill series. Uh, and it's really interesting because later we're going to do a Castlevania game, uh, which was done by Michiro Yamane, who we've brought up on the show before. And she did also stuff from Gradius, Castlevania, and the Rocket Knight series. So very, very interesting. Um, a great Konami composer. And uh, this is a really good song. Why don't you tell us a bit about it, since this was your pick? <clears throat> okay. So... This is from uh, Silent Hill 2. This plays in the group, uh, the Blue Creek Apartments when James Sunderland encounters a suicidal Angela Orozco. Uh, the song is also featured in the Silent Hill film and is the theme for Sharon Da Silva, uh, Dark 
Alessa and Alessa Gilseppi, which is pretty cool. Um, that's why I was so confused. I was like, wait, I, I know this. When I first heard it in the um, the movie, I was like, oh my god. They, they played this song out of like all the other ones for like the main theme of the movie because like Alessa is pretty much the quote-unquote bad guy of the movies which is like what kind of made the biggest impact for me from Silent Hill I love them I don't care what anyone else says they were good movies they did a good job that's interesting. I mean, I didn't know they actually used music from the game, too. That's pretty impressive. It was. It was so great. <laughs> I was impressed. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to the version that shows up in the game. Yep. Uh, again, Promise Reprise from Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2. Enjoy. reprise that was a very very spooky song uh mostly because in this area is the first area you get to meet pyramid head so oh yeah pyramid head i know that character the worst <laughs> and like the piano just makes the whole thing because like it's such a mysterious sounding song and you're just it wandering. really is yeah yeah you're just wandering around this apartment complex and it's just, it's all craziness. It's definitely an, uh, a, a, an eerie tune. Um, I, like I said, I had listened to this for the first time when you sent me, uh, when you told me what the track list you were you had picked was, and I was really impressed by it. It's a very beautiful, beautiful piece, mm-hmm. but it's also very creepy. Like it definitely has an air of mystery to it. Yeah. And uh, and having never played the game, I I can only assume that there's fog involved because <laughs> I feel like there's always fog involved in Silent Hill. This is just a, an assumption I've made based off of like the 15 minutes of the first game that I played. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's a really spooky song. Great, great choice. Great Thanks. choice. Thanks. It was my first spooky song. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Well, uh, we're going to continue the spooky train going on here uh, from a game that you wouldn't expect spookiness from. But if you completely remove what game this is from, it's 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 quite a spooky song. Uh, we're going to move on to my pick, Banshee Boardwalk from Mario Kart 64 by wow. Kenta Nagata. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenta Nagata has worked huh. on music in Wind Waker, Mario Kart Double Dash, and 1080 Snowboarding, to name a few. Uh, and I mean, Mario Kart 64 has got a great soundtrack and this is the one that play the song that plays on Banshee Boardwalk and you don't really think about it as being creepy music because it's freaking Mario Kart. But if you remove yourself and just listen to the music, it's actually pretty disturbing. Here is Banshee Boardwalk from Mario Kart 64. Enjoy. Kart 64. That was weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a creepy little number. What's interesting about that track is that it's it's got all that weird little, I guess, vibes xylophone thing going on. That's just like kind of creepy. And then it just, in almost a completely arrhythmic manner, brings in that main tune from the Ghost House from Super Mario World. The dun 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 dun. But it's it seems out of rhythm with everything else, and it's it's played with such a low inter- instrument. It's it's very unsettling. Yeah, I would not expect that from a Mario Kart game. That's why I was like so shocked. Yeah, and and you know what? When you play the stage, it's almost like you don't even really notice it mm-hmm. because the stage is it's 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 a pretty intense stage. I love Banshee Boardwalk. It's all like the, the you know just the brown boardwalk and water underneath and yeah. flat black background and. For some reason, a giant fish, <laughs> just a big, giant, cheap, cheap, just jumps right over the course at one point, which is bizarre. It's not spooky or scary or anything. It's just like, and there's a giant fish. Okie dokie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those tracks that I never really noticed before until I went back and really listened to the soundtrack on its own. And I thought, boy, this is a really weird, this is just an odd, off-putting track. I like it. <laughs> So hooray for Mario Kart 64. 
Um, the next song. Yeah, the next song. Is, uh, why don't you tell us about the next song? Okie dokie. Um, it's actually called Cohen Scherzo, number seven, but sometimes it's referred to as Cohen's Masterpiece. It's a musical composition written by Gary Scheiman, the composer of Bioshock soundtracks. Um, besides the soundtrack itself, it can be heard in the games as Sander Cohen's theme. Uh, the song's first heard in the Fleet Hall in Fort Frolic, where Sander Cohen forces uh, Kyle Fitzpatrick to play it perfectly. Unfortunately, the performance is never completed as the piano that Fitzpatrick is playing explodes. Yep. <laughs> well, that, that'll uh, put a damper on it. It's, it's messed up. <laughs> this song, I mean, this whole game is just, it's so creepy. And it's definitely not a game I have a lot of experience with, so I've never heard this song before. It took me a um, long time <laughs> to play this game because I was like, I thought it was a horror game because of how terrifying it was. Like, things just jump out of nowhere. I hated the splicers. They were the worst. <laughs> I didn't get very far in this at all. I really enjoyed the intro, and it was one of those experiences where I played what I thought was a decent amount of the game, and I went to work <laughs> next day, and all the young people were all just like, yeah, I'm way past that. Aww. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a really hard time with it because I'm bad at first-person shooters, um, with the <sighs> exception of Metroid Prime because it's pointer controls and lock-ons but uh dual stick analog um first person shooters i'm just not very good at <laughs> fun fact about gary Scheiman though mm -hmm. um he also did the soundtrack to the destroy all humans games which are hilarious uh alien invasion games but more interestingly i found out that this guy did music work on old tv shows like greatest american hero and the a-team what very interesting. That I don't is. know exactly what he wrote for either of those shows. I don't know if, I don't know for sure if this is the guy who wrote the theme to the A Team, but I know he worked on the A Team. That'd be amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty interesting stuff. So um, let's let let's jump right into it, shall we? Yep. Our track number six, Cohen's Sharrow number seven, or Cohen's masterpiece from Bioshock.
I was expecting an explosion at the end. <laughs> nope, no explosion. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, no, Gary Scheiman did not write the theme song to the A-Team. Oh. That would be Mike Post and Pete Carpenter. Darn. Anyway. <laughs> but still, he did music for the show, which is kind of awesome. So that was a... That was quite quite the piece of music there. That was very maddening. Very eerie. Maddening, <laughs> yes. It was like crazy guy in front of a piano. Yep. Like, crazy talented guy in front of a piano. Yeah, you can like but, picture it and everything. And it still wasn't yeah. perfect enough. That's why he was blown up, the guy. Ah, okay. Gotcha. It's Patrick. I understand. Yeah, I've I have not played enough <laughs> of this game. <laughs> it's okay. Uh a little side note again. Shyman was tasked with creating a piano concerto that sounded like the pianist was actively struggling while playing it. It did sound like that. Yeah, I would say he succeeded. That's uh like you could feel like you could feel his hands heavy on the piano. It was amazing. Like his life Just, depends on yeah. his playing well. Yeah, that was uh that definitely came through in the the performance. That was a remarkable piece. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well chosen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Bioshock. One of those modern gaming experiences I really need to sit down and, and enjoy one of these days. But yeah, that was um that was that was quite an interesting piece. Every see every time it it would fade out like I thought the song was over before moving to like, you know, moving on to a different movement. I thought that that's where the explosion was going to come in. <laughs> I had to keep checking my iTunes to be like, "No, nah, there's still like a minute left of this song. All right, we're going to hear some more." Oh. All right, so moving on to track number seven. Uh, oh, boy. Boy, do I love this song. Uh, this is called At the Seafloor Palace, and it is from uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, one of my favorite 3DS games. Obviously, this is this is my choice. Um, and this particular song is by Motoi Sakuraba, who also worked on the Star Ocean series, the Golden Sun series, Batten Kaidos, and Dark Souls. That's a heck of a resume. That is. <laughs> That's, Jeez. That is just um, among this person's uh, accomplishments. The the um, Sakurai, the guy who does Smash Brothers, that did uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, took a similar approach to the soundtrack uh, on this game where they got just a bunch of different composers from all over the place to do music for the game. And what makes this track in particular very awesome to me is that it is a, a remix of a song from the original NES Kid Icarus. Uh, this is a kind of a, a redone version of, and much more complex version of the music that used to play in the dungeons uh, when you got to the dungeon levels in Kid Icarus. And I remember getting to this stage. The first half of this stage also features a remix of a great song from the original Kid Icarus, um, which is a Hip Tanaka soundtrack. You know I love Hip Tanaka joints. Uh, <laughs> some of my favorites. And this is a really, really great retelling of it. It's a bit, it's a bit long. Uh, but it is well worth it. It's just a great, great song. So here it is at the sea floor, at the sea floor palace from Kid Icarus Uprising for 3DS. Enjoy. <laughs>
And there you have it. Like I said, a little bit long, but uh, ooh, I love that song. It's really nice. It was. It sounded like a very playful song in some parts. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to to listen to this uh, in in contrast of like knowing the original theme. It's, um, it does it. It has an almost playful vibe to it. And if I remember this stage correctly, the boss also has a very playful vibe. It's like the 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 god of death, but he's a complete goofball <laughs> slash shapeshifter. This game is so weird. I love this game so much. It's 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 out of control how good this game was. Um. That's a weird control issues on the stages where you weren't flying, but it's the script is so good and uh, the game's decently long too. But uh, boy, oh boy, good, good, good stuff. And I, I really like how just weird this this uh, this version of this song is, and how how just oddly eerie and creepy it is. I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Puts a smile on my yeah, face. Yeah, it was. It was a very fun song for me. <laughs> Al, speaking of fun songs, uh, the next track is another Vicky pick. Yay. It's from Undertale. Whoop. It's called Spider Dance. I've never played Undertale. Uh, I Vicky, only played, talk to me. Nope. I only played the beginning of it. I know. This is awful. This is the game I haven't played, but I love the soundtrack of it. It's weird. <laughs> I've been purposely avoiding listening to most of the soundtrack because I haven't played it yet. Really? It's, it's on my list of things to do. I knew I, I've heard this song before. I've just heard it played before in places un, unavoidable. But uh, yeah, I really want to spend some time Should with I? this game at some point. Especially... <laughs> Should I have played oh, no, it first? Oh, no, I don't think then? so. All right. I, sh- I say you can enjoy enjoy whatever music you want. I'm going to enjoy the crap out of listening to this song right now, even though I have no soon intentions to play this game because uh, I don't even know how I would go about doing it. It's very long, and I mean, I've seen my friends play it, and oh my goodness, the final boss? My friend was showing me a video, and someone was trying to get, like, no hits or something like that, or not get hit once, Mm -hmm. and... It was the most difficult thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I thought Mega Man was hard. <laughs> this, I think this game really beats it. I don't know, man. Playing through hell in cave stories, that's pretty remarkable. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the optional end-to-end stage, which is just like, I, I gave up. <laughs> it's just oh. like, I'm sure if I plugged away at this long enough, I could do it, but I'm not doing this. I don't, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh, let's see here. Uh, I have Undertale. some stuff. Yeah, you have some stuff. I, I found it. It's a fast-paced, groovy song that plays during the protagonist battle with the boss Muffet. Muffet. Occasionally, Adorable. she may perform a synchronized battle with the other spiders to per- to the battle theme. That's pretty cool. Hmm. It also shares the same me- melody with Ghost Fight Dummy. And Pathetic House. Pathetic House. Yep. What an interesting track title. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Some of these track titles are very weird. (laughs) Um, Nothing wrong with that. The composer is Toby, radiation, in quotes, Mm -hmm. Fox. He also did some of the music for Homestuck. And he's also the developer of Undertale. He made it in his friend's basement. 
Hmm. Yeah, I, I heard this was one of those single dude throw together games. Um, definitely inspired by Earthbound. Yep. Uh, I try. As far as I know, this is really the only music that Toby Fox did uh, has done for anything. And it's, and it's like great. Yeah, from what what I've heard of it, it's really impressive. And um, you know, friend of the show, Banjo Guy Ali, has done a couple of great, great covers of Undertale songs, uh, which is why I've heard a few of them myself. And he's a big fan too. So, if it gets the Banjo Guy Ali seal of approval, then I also approve. So let's do it. Here is track number eight, Spider Dance from Undertale. said it's over <laughs> i was grooving the heck out of this one that's such a fun song <laughs> i i really like um like what little i've heard of this soundtrack i really enjoy that it, it's it's this song in particular it starts off like with old nes limitations on the music and then it just expands a bit more uh it's it's really really cool the way they did that it's a catchy tune too and it's I mean, obviously, it's called Spider Dance, so there's something innately creepy to it because of the title. I don't, I don't really get the creepiness from listening to the music, but I, I mentioned this to a friend, and he was just like, "Ooh, yeah, good, good call." <laughs> so, I don't know what's going on in the game when this happens, but I'm sure it's creepy because uh, everything I've seen of Undertale seems kind of creepy to begin with. <laughs> yeah. The, the very little bit I've played is very weird. You get yelled at by a flower in the beginning. As you do. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's understandable. I get yelled at by flowers a lot. <laughs> yeah, I really like that song a lot. Well, yep. let's move on. <laughs> I like that song a lot, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but the night is not getting any younger. Nope. So let's move on to uh, Requiem for the Gods from Castlevania Symphony of the Night by Michiru Yamane, who also did work on uh, the Rocket Knight Adventure series and the Gradius series, uh, but really is very famously known for her work on the Castlevania series. And 
this is probably the kind of music you were expecting to hear when we talked about Castlevania the first time around. Yay. This is an eerie song, and it's it's beautiful. It plays during this uh, cathedral section in the in the game, which is one of the most visually stunning areas in the game. Um, because this was a hand-drawn 2D game, and you get to the cathedral, and the background is this polygonal just cathedral with these gorgeous stained-glass windows all over the place. Um, and this music is is very eerie, very unsettling, uh, and beautiful at the same time. So here is Requiem for the Gods from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. is exactly what i was expecting <laughs> for castlevania really spooky cathedral music organs yeah and i mean this is really one of the the earliest times you hear something that is that you know perfectly orchestrated because you know the cd soundtrack and whatnot um oh this song gives me gives me chills <laughs> it's just it's it's so perfectly put together and it's really neat because castlevania is a an action game first and foremost a lot of the time and when you get to this area and this really slow and creepy music plays but it's still action like when you one of that room i was talking about the the big cathedral room when you get in there this giant sword demon shows up that's like 35 swords that's just spinning around and chasing after you and you're like in this relatively intense battle with the thing while this really calm sad ethereal music is playing in the background it's it's um it's a really really interesting experience this game is so good <laughs> uh, yeah it's always weird when they have music 
like that during very intense scenes. Like, oh my god, this is throwing me off. What's happening? Yeah. Well, if you want to hear me uh, yammer on a lot about Castlevania games, the Stone Age Gamer podcast is uh, doing a four-part Castlevania retrospective all month long. So go ahead and uh, listen to that. Uh, We should be done those by the time you hear this podcast. So, uh, yeah, Symphony of the Night, astonishing soundtrack, amazing game, uh, and I'm glad. This was actually on my list to put on last year, and it just didn't make the cut because I had two other Castlevania songs in there. No, I decided not to put a third, so I'm glad I got to add it to the list this year. So let's move on to our final track of the night. This is a Vicky pick. This is from The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. It is the Stone Tower Temple. Vicky? Yes. T- tell us about this song. This, I hate this level. This haunts me to this day. <laughs> this temple was the worst. I think... This is probably just as bad, if not worse, than the Water Temple. Yeah, those are some big words, but you had to turn this temple upside down. There was a separate theme for it. Super oh, cool. God, I remember this. And it was still so annoying. Oh my god. It wasn't scary or anything. It was just a pain and it haunts me. <laughs> The song itself is actually rather haunting, too. It is. Uh, it's, it is a creepy song. Boy, Majora's Mask is, um, is is a game that took me a very long time to actually play through. I made several attempts at it. I made three solid attempts before I really pushed through and made it to the end of the game. And, and that time that I did finish it, I came to love it quite thoroughly. But this is an obtuse game, to say the least. Uh, I still haven't actually put any time into the the 3D version, which solves a lot of problems, particularly how butt-ugly this game is on N64. (laughs) This game is... Ugh. This game is landfill. It's just so grotesque. That's rude. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, man. N64 games have not aged well, and I thought this was ugly when it came out. I mean, granted, this game had the misfortune of... (laughs) being this you know blocky mess uh, with a, a soundtrack that seems to be largely comprised of really bad trumpet samples and bagpipes. <laughs> uh, it came out around the same time as the Dreamcast. And it's like, well, I'm sure this game is mechanically amazing, uh, but Sonic Adventure looks really pretty. <laughs> uh, and, you didn't and- like the soundtrack to this game? Uh, you know what? I love the opening song. Mm-hmm. I love uh, the the Clock Town song. I do not care for the main Zelda theme remix, the re- retread that happens when you're running around on uh, out in oh. Hyrule Field, uh, not Hyrule Field, in Termina Field. Yep. I uh, the first time I met Tangle, I was just like, "What the actual heck is this? <laughs> what am I looking at?" what is this horror in front of me? <laughs> um, but as, as you play through the game, you, you, it's really an incredible game. It's just that it's such a, an obtuse game. Mechanically speaking, there's so much you need to break through in order to really understand it. And once you do understand it, you realize it's, it's, it's kind of a masterpiece. And I understand why some people like this game as much as, if not more than Ocarina of Time, I'm not one of them, but I understand I it. It's because it's it's really a remarkable game. I I love Ocarina of Time. It's 
Wind Waker is my favorite, hands down. But if I had to choose between the two N64 games, I'd have to go with Ocarina of Time because I just love, you know, the the classic Link versus Ganon, and it's good, good stuff. But anyway, Stone Tower Temple. Let's listen to it. Track number ten. Here we go. Yeah, it's a good track. No getting around it. That is a that is some creepy music. Um, we didn't really go into uh, this all that um, thoroughly, but this is the, the soundtrack, and this was by Turo Minigishi uh, and Koji Kondo. But I th- um, I think Minigishi took really the the lead on this one, if I was reading that correctly. And he worked on Animal Crossing, Mario Sunshine, and the Zelda DS games, which is a very good which, thing. It is, yeah. Um, uh, it's a, one of the reasons that I never was able to finish um, Phantom Hourglass was because I, I, I didn't really care for the music uh-huh. in it. But the Spirit Tracks theme is really, it's, it's, it's all time as far as Zelda themes go. The Spirit Tracks theme is phenomenal. So it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. But, oh, Mario Sunshine soundtrack. Fantastic. <laughs> so. And who doesn't love Animal Crossing music? And he worked on that with uh, Totakeke, or to- Totaka. Totakeke was the name of the dog. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, yeah, uh, Totaka. So, yeah, uh, great, great stuff. Zelda Majora's Mask is, an, is a phenomenal game. And that was a nice, uh, that was a nice creepy song. But uh, I don't think we should end it just like <gasps> that. Uh, Vicky brought another track to my attention. And I think we should end on something a little bit more awesome. Uh, I have absolutely no idea anything about this Yay! track. Uh, it's from a song called a game called Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Is that the name it of the sure game? It sure is. <laughs> and uh, this song is called Cryptique. Yep. Uh, it's by somebody named 
Danny Baranowski, I, I have absolutely no familiarity Me with. Me either. Uh, what, can, what can you tell me about this um, game? All right. So it is a, a dungeon crawler of sorts. You don't really grind or anything. You, um, you walk around to the beat of the music. It's like a top-down adventure game. And every step is a beat. So it's like tap, 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 tap. And you're going along with the music. And the songs get faster and faster. And to kill enemies, you have to hit them from a certain spot. But sometimes you get so into the music that you hit an enemy in like the wrong spot. Like some you can attack from the top, like down, or from the side. And you can only use certain weapons, which you get later. You can switch them out. It's pretty complex. But like sometimes I get so into the music that I just, I die. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this song is my favorite. It's right in the beginning. It's like right after the tutorial. So I die a lot. <laughs> I see. Yeah, and I love listening to the song. So it's not really that bad of a thing. Nice. Well, uh, I'll just throw out here. I did a little quick Google search of this gentleman. And he did music for Super Meat Boy, <gasps> which is awesome. Uh, and the Binding of Isaac, among other games, including something called Time Donkey, which uh, I would love to know what that's about. <laughs> but anyway, uh, oh boy, did music for uh, the hash what you play in season two finale. Interesting. All right. Well, let's listen to our little bonus track here. Uh, thank you, Vicky, for bringing this to my attention. This is how we're going to close out the night with Cryptique from Crypt of the Necrodancer. Enjoy.
well. That was amazing. Wasn't that song so cool? <laughs> that song is fan-freaking-tastic, and it's just just Halloween-y enough to fit in with this playlist. But damn, that is a kick-ass track. <laughs> and I really like the Super Meat Boy soundtrack, too. So, I mean, this is... I'm really happy you brought this to my attention. This is a really, really great way to end the to end the podcast. But man, that just that song's just all over the place. Really, really impossible to tap, not tap your I feet. I know. To. That's why it's really tough to play this game, even though it's such an easy, easy level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! All right, uh, any final thoughts before we close this out? I love these types of episodes where we get to like do all different types of songs this is so much fun. yeah they're really fun specials <laughs> yeah it's 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 fun to kind of get get to listen to both of our musical tastes mishmash together it's uh, it was a lot of fun a christmas special uh, or a holiday <laughs> special you know what i you know what i was i was i'm thinking about that uh we're gonna have to see how the this season plays out <laughs> as far as whether or not i can have time to to do one but uh there, I, I have an idea in my head, which we will talk about Ooh. later, and, and maybe uh, maybe if we can make it come to fruition, we'll bring it to the masses. But anyway, that's our show. Tune in next time. We'll be listening to the music of the indie legend Cave Story, as chosen by Vicky. Have you chosen exactly which version you want to listen to yet? No. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we should go with the original okay. version, the very original one, because uh, there is no bad way to listen to the Cave Story soundtrack. But uh, I think let's let's go ahead and start from the beginning. I'm gonna go ahead and throw my vote in for that. As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of these games, and uh, you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us email at mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Thank you again so much for listening. Happy Halloween and good night. Mm-hmm.